back it's episode 18 and it is a very special episode tonight. we are old enough to drink and visit the pub and buy porn and uh get lap dances paid lap dances damn straight we're adults both of us fully grown adults and we're old enough to do what we want including have our own podcast and do what we want with it and we're going to have a very special episode for you today and look this one's not going to be for everyone definitely not for everyone Little bit of a little bit of a, a heads up. If you enjoyed breast milk factories or uh, moon graffiti back in the day, they're a bit looser. You might enjoy this. You might enjoy this, but there's also another special part to this because this is our radio show and this is our music show. And we look was we're fucking like most human beings, legends. Most we look we love music. Music plays a big part in our life, and every episode. Up until this one, we chuck a song at the end, a song that we like, and like we give the opportunity for people to to stop the podcast, you know, four minutes before the end and not listen. But today's a little bit different because we're going to be playing multiple songs throughout the episode. If you don't want to listen to the music, well then fuck you. But also you can skip past the songs if you want. But we we look, we're going to have banter and we're going to play some songs that are meaningful to our lives. I remember the days when we didn't have a podcast. Yeah, I was thinking about those days where we didn't have a podcast. I th- I had a band, I had a lot of other good things going on, but now that there's nothing else going on, I'm happy to do a podcast with you. Happy days. <laughs> happy days. Happy days. We're here, um, yeah, kicking from the Coogee Studios. We've got the sound sorted out, and I like yeah, our yeah. good sound, so... We're going to riff in. Do you want to... Um, should we play the first song? Yeah, well, look, should we get straight into the music? Yep. So, track one, we're going to... Hey, we're going to hit with your boys, Pierce Brothers. We've, we play this in another episode. It's Back End Rose. It's about fucking going down to Wilson's Prom, I think. And I didn't know this song till you introduced me to it, but now it's it's high rotation on my uh, on my Spotify. These guys are bloody legends, twins from Victoria. And uh-huh. uh, they, they're going to get on the podcast eventually, but they're too damn big these days. Every time we chat to them, they're in Europe or on a bloody flight somewhere else. But they're going to come on. They apologize they couldn't make it tonight. It'll be... Uh, yeah. This is a shout out to those those guys. Do you reckon... Hey, because yeah, they're, they're brothers. twin brothers, right? And they're touring Europe and yeah. they're playing music. And as a band, you get up to no good. But do you reckon they're doing like weird threesomes as two brothers and nah, they're probably well, not. One of them just got engaged. And I... And like... <laughs> I've got them in my phone as Jack, Pat, and Pat Jack, and I just alternate who I call, and uh, I can't actually remember which one got engaged. One of them, though. So, you got one left, ladies out there. Get your shit together. <laughs> get around these guys and start heckling them on Instagram. Slide into the DMs, because this song is all about holidays. It's all about the good times. What's the my favorite line from this, uh, from this song? It's like, everybody's looking for a part-time lover. You, you'll assimilate. You understand. You know what it is. Pierce Brothers, Back End Roads. Play the song. Oh, my friend, 
Fucking, the thing about the Pierce Brothers is, I always thought they were very talented, but I never really listened to their tunes, and I never really got into their tunes, until that one. And since you've put me onto that, I've been listening to it like flat knacker. I reckon we've made them fifty to $3 <laughs> on their Spotify, because I fucking love that song. Because that was Back End Roads by the Pierce Brothers. All these tunes we got on a uh, Spotify playlist, actually, under One Off The Wood, so... Yeah. If you search One Off The Wood on Spotify, you probably find the podcast itself. And yeah, you should be able to find the playlist. So we'll keep adding to it every tune that we play after a song so you can get in, listen, get in a little bit more in our brains if we don't yeah, vomit give, enough of the brains onto give it, the Give potty. it a follow because every song we've played on the podcast is on that playlist with some obscure shit on there. And uh, yeah. Some good shit on there. You Mate, know what? Hey. Today, we're in Sydney, we've been down the pub, we've had a few beers, so that's one of the reasons why we need to play a lot of music, because we don't want to talk too much, because... <laughs> <laughs> but fuck, what do you reckon? Sydney, what have you found down Sydney's here on the sick. coast? Something I noticed today in Sydney, well, when I was cruising around the beach, and I was like, fuck, there's a lot of people down here, it's the weekend, and I was like, there's kids and adults down the beach, and I reckon the difference between kids and adults, right... This is how to tell them apart. Because there's some fucking tall kids out there, right? Oh, it's 
Mate, what was that man child we saw at the, the rugby club? Kid, yeah. It could have been my grandfather. It could have been a four year old. I don't know. But it was a fucking huge dude. <laughs> huge dude. But this is how you tell the difference between kids and adults at the beach or just in public in general on the weekends is that adults wear sunglasses. Right. You need to look around, I reckon, because adults wear sunnies and kids don't. And I've, I reckon today I figured it out. It's because it's Saturday, Saturday morning. Kids don't give a fuck what's going on. They're just around, you know, like little kids. They shit their pants. They like do whatever they want. They high five kids in the park. They, they, you know, like they're snotting, they're picking their nose, they're doing whatever. They don't care. They've got no shame whatsoever. But the adults, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, adults taking their kids down to the park, going to sport. They need to hide the shame. They got the shame shields on. That's what they are. Sunglasses is just shame shields, right? Uh, I look, sunglasses are shame shoes and as an adult you basically you're building up year after year of shame as a kid you've got no shame because you haven't built it up but as look I'll, I'll admit I'm 36 years old I've built up a solid 20 years of shame and I, I actually don't wear sunglasses that much but but it's that's mainly because I, I keep losing them but today I wore them you need to because you need to because it's like when you see another adult in the park right or in public and they're looking at you and you're like you fuck if you didn't have sunnies on it's like they know what you did last night you've Mm. been you know doing naughty things you've been a bit boozed you're hung over at kids sport but you can hide behind those (laughs) motherfuckers you you drove your kids to sport in the morning and you were definitely still drunk (laughs) you're like fuck i hope this time this game goes into overtime because i cannot fucking drive home i've run the gauntlet once already Uh, you know what neither of us let's be clear here neither of us have kids but we will be the drunk ones driving kids to sport when we finally fucking pop one of these little cunts out (laughs) definitely it's like you see the the world through rose colored glasses and you see celebrities like bono bono gets away with it he's all on fucking tv the guy's on TV with Sonny's on, right? And he gets away with it. But everybody knows that he's a bit high. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thinking of Bono, right? he wears the rose-coloured ones, right? Yeah. The ones you got to watch out for, any adult you see wearing those transition lenses is... Oh, yeah. You've got a four in five chance of that one being a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too into <laughs> pedophiles on this one, but that's one way to tell. Combo that with a red nose, though, and that's your alibi. It's like, no, no, perpetually drunk. Transition yeah. lenses, perpetually drunk. You're either it's a fine. full-blown That's the only alibi. There's, yeah. not, there's, not more, there's not a seed, more seedy-looking uh, look, looking look than that. that, that uh, oh, I can wear these inside, I can wear these outside, and I can wear them while I'm... Honestly, I look around, though, you'll see it. You go down anywhere in public, the adults wear sunnies, the kids don't. That's the only difference between the adults and the kids going there. 10-4. What's our next tune? We're going to jump straight into a tune? Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're, yeah, we're going to... All right. So we're going to whip out a tune by... It's a pretty well-known band. It's a band that has been caught up with some controversy. Con- controversy. Controversy. <laughs> oh, the controversy. But I think the reason we're going to play this band is because I feel like you and I might have helped this band become big. And I don't want to talk it up too much, but... We were, co- we were into them before they were cool. We were. So we saw this band at the ESPY... 2010 i reckon it was it was a dub night and um it they blew my mind they were pretty young and i was just like wow like we walk in halfway through this sounds like free what? free gig yeah it was a free gig it was like who who is this band they were playing a um a pink floyd cover time and, and it was sticky fingers and then uh we we had a listen to them 
on Triple J and Earth. And I think maybe six months later they came down and played in a, a Northside Melbourne. No- Northcote Social Club, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, you and I, like, we've got to go. We've got to go see him. We went and saw him. It was literally me, you, and a couple of chicks that, that either knew the band or were trying to have sex with the band. The, the, girl, the band beforehand played in Chinese hats, like Chinese farmer's hats, but with like beekeeper lace like, over it so they look like jellyfish. I thought they looked like they were beekeepers. Yeah, but beekeeping, Chinese beekeepers. What? I would like it to was know fucking who that strange. Was. I'm sure they're massive too. But it was like a Tuesday night. The yeah. beekeepers played beforehand, or the jellyfish, and then everyone had left except for like two chicks, me and you. Sticky fingers got up, and the, I reckon it's a it's a way to know it's a good band. Is they put on an absolute show to four people, and I think the next time I saw them was at the corner, and it was sold out. But anyway, this is a song from. From back in their original days. This is the song we walked into after that Pink Floyd cover. Hell yeah. And I was like, These, this is sick and everyone needs to hear it. And it didn't get on their album that, that made them big. So no, this is off I their, don't think people have their heard first it. EP. So this is Sticky Fingers and the song is Happy Endings. Happy Endings are for those who wait. Last night I fell for you on ice drunk straight The shattered see-through dreams reflected my state My broken wisdom has come far too late Moving inside a circular visual orbit Your earth revolves around my sun Chased by the devil can be angelic Here's another brother shaking with the psychedelic It's a sensation A blind creation Moving through my days done Yeah, you got my heart stung Yeah, yeah, yeah can go with this, or you can go with that, or you can go with folks. You can go with this, or you can go with that, or you can go with this, or you can go with that, or you can go with this, or you can go with that, or you can go with folks. It's a sensation. Yeah, you got my heart stuck. 
you got my heart strong. That was Sticky Fingers, Happy Endings, which was one of the... It was off the original EP. And you know what? I've, fuck, I've been a huge fan of Sticky Fingers. They've changed a lot over the years. They've had some controversy with their, some of the shit because they're a bunch of piss-wrecked idiots. But you cannot fault the music, I reckon. Like, to me, one of Australia's great bands. So fucking Sticky Fingers was. They've got a, a part... In my heart, obviously, because uh, it was it was a bit of my transition from Perth or from Melbourne to Perth, because the week I moved into my place in Perth, they played at this place called the Bakery that doesn't exist anymore, and I was like, I'm going to go to these guys, and I shot messages around, and no one would come because no one knew who they were. No one likes you. Yeah, and then by the time I got to actually getting it, the tickets were sold out, so I was like, fuck this, I've I've moved my shit into my house by myself. I'm going to turn up. And I rolled into the line and there's literally just walked down the line looking for people to like see if I could get a ticket off someone. And these guys like, yeah, yeah, we got a ticket. No worries. So I ended up with a ticket, rolled in, made new mates. Some guy I ended up years later playing footy against, had the best time, started chatting to the, the bass player after the gig and then walked home. And I was like, fuck yeah, Perth is sick and I own a wee bit of Perth. And that's probably something to be said about the band themselves that you can go and like I think especially back then when they were a new band you could go and just get involved and everyone felt like they were part of something which is like a, a band that's really blown up and the people are there early on that you were you were a, you were a part of the community. I felt like I was, but they had no idea who I was. I was one. I've seen them. That was the fourth time I'd seen them. Yeah, <laughs> and they were know, like, you don't know I was like, I know all we the fucking songs. made you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't oh, download yeah. Spotify for six years after that event, but you know, I'm sure I contributed to them yeah. spreading the good times. It was cracking. Yeah, good tune. I'm glad we whacked that in there somewhere. I'm sure they'll get some Damn royalties straight. off this. Damn straight. It's hey look, it's been a big day today. We we basically surfed in um in Sydney at Bronte, and we went for a few walks around, and we did. <laughs> There's some crazy like the it's sick here. Like having an open beach swell, it's pretty wobbly the swell because it bounces off all these rocks like around the place. But between here and Bondi, there's some crazy little coves and rocks, and then one of the bloody. One of the headlands, not even the headland, like the whole fucking bay is just a cemetery. And not one, there's actually two major cemeteries between between Coogee and um, and Bondi, which are, which are just, it's like... Big, they're long, they're big huge. Big areas of prime coastal real estate taken up by dead people. Yeah, no, that's it. No, that's it. You people like I was. I was looking at it. I'm like, surely there's a pun in here for an Insta post about a you know you die to get some beachfront property in uh, <laughs> in fucking New South Wales or in Sydney. But honestly, what the fuck? I th- I just think it is the utmost arrogance to think that you know what I'm gonna die and I'm going to take up the best real estate for the next 200 years. So fuck all you people that are Not still Not 200 alive. years, forever. For, well, yeah, forever. Like 200 years would be nice. The problem with dying, right? And there's a few problems with it. <laughs> there's heaps of them. <laughs> One is that you're no longer living. But the problem is like, you die, right? And people remember you for a bit. But it doesn't take too long before, unless you're Albert Einstein, you're not going to be remembered. Like, you know, sad but true. 
I think that to save prime for one, you shouldn't use prime real estate for for um. But cemeteries kind of ended up in prime real estate because you know things expanded. Yeah. It's like oh, we'll put it over here. That's a couple of k's away from everyone's living. No one gives a Agreed. shit. Agreed. But and the then boom. Now Here's, all of a sudden, there's prime. two. There's two problems. With it. One, to be buried laying down and take up a six foot by a three foot area, is a way because you're gonna you're gonna disintegrate. Like you might yeah. as well get burnt and take up a, a smaller area. But secondly, I think that if if there's nobody left on planet Earth who remembers you, then you do not get space in the cemetery. So that's t- I reckon three generations. So. At a hundred years most. plus. Did you, know your, years. did you know your great-grandmother or great-grandfather? Great-grandma met her once. She she cooked it at 101. Damn, see, when people live that long, they can hold a bit of space in the cemetery. And that's fine. Because I fine know with that. So I'm around. So she's, she died, you know, maybe 20 years ago. Yep. So she's got another 80 years before no one's met her. You're, yeah, but basically if you have kids, they haven't met her. No. So as soon as you she's die, out. her plot in the cemetery... Is pushed out, and and then we free up some space and we can build more units. <laughs> so when when on the coast, w- let's not be you know, um, let, let's not be harsh about this. 150 years, no one's living past 150 years. So that's your plot. You get this shit for 150 years, then we fucking tear it up and put someone else in there. Well, what about this though? Let's assume because now that everyone's in the cloud, like why not just upload your Facebook profile to the cloud? Dark cloud. Throw your body in the river and not have a cemeteries. And the cemetery becomes cemetery.com. And you just look and you can just, well, like ancestry.com, just look them up and you can see the whole Facebook. That's better than a fucking piece of rock with some carvings with some (laughs) bullshit. And people would be, yeah, it's good because people would be more conscious about what the fuck they post on Facebook. It's like your kids, your great, your kids, kids, kids are going to know you via what you've just posted today. Yep. Uh, feeling blessed at the beach, um, tanned as fuck. But like, the only problem is that there's a transition period. So yep. your great grandmother didn't have a Facebook. No, obviously. But we could upload a few photos and um, maybe some. We can pick out a few quotes that she might have liked. We'll get through it. Look, some memorials are sick, quotes. but memorial you have to deserve it. I reckon you got to you got to tick boxes to get that. Not just money. Yeah. You got to tick boxes. Like certain people get state funerals. Damn straight. Bob Hawk. Yep. One off the wood for Bob. Yep. Always got a state funeral. That guy deserves a spot. Prime real estate. Put him in Kings Park. Yeah, but how many Bob Hawks are there out there? Like, exactly. We don't need Not much many. space. We Probably what you could fit one, one house on, we can fit all the people that Legends. deserve a yeah. spot. And look, I'm, look I've, fuck, my, my grandparents are out there. And, uh, and I, you know. Do you go I've, and visit them? I don't. I don't go and visit them. But if I could log into cemetery dot com, absolutely. I've I got would. I've got a couple of people that I know, my close family, very good friends that passed away. I go and see them. Yes, and that's and they should have that right. And it's great that I would go and see them. But my kids aren't going to go and see them. No. So once you're, and gone, I go and sit down and have a little gone. spiritual moment with them, and that's good. And people need that place. I'm not I want to take that away. I want them. To have that opportunity, but after that, you know, mate, free it up, mate. I'm on your side. Plan a tree before it gets too dark and too sad, because we do <laughs> yeah. respect respect the dead, and um, we do care about the people that are lost. But we're gonna jump into another song. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> this this is one that we did put on a podcast at some point. I can't remember what podcast it was, but 
The reason this is a band called Floodlights. They're from Melbourne. They're a new band. My band, The Bitterman, uh, played with them at the ESPY some months ago. Um, and they wrote this song called Nullarbor. And I think they wrote it when they were travelling the Nullarbor. And it's one that's really grown on me over time. And I listen to it a lot now. It's a good link between us, me being in Perth, you being in Melbourne slash Sydney. <laughs> Mate, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it's a song, it just... It, this is a song that, that dr- brings Warren and I, to, Warren and I together. Warren, that's cute. Warren, very cute. <laughs> All this talk about dead people, you know, it's, I'm starting to feel the love. I'm not going to get was on my stone. It's going to say Warren for sure. Warren, yeah. You know what? But here it is. This is Floodlights with the song Nullarbor. Got time to kill 
Floodlights, Nullarbor. It's a great tune. Look, if you didn't enjoy it the first time you heard it, listen to it again because I reckon it catches the uh, the feeling of a road trip to me. I, I love the Nullarbor in general. I've done it, driven it a few times, but that push bike ride across it is like, when I drove it the next couple of times, you see every rock and every campsite differently because you drive it in a day, you do a thousand Ks. It's such a difference what the side of the road is when you're standing there versus when you're flinging past at 100k an hour. Yeah, absolutely. And you see so much more shit and I don't know, I froth it and I froth that song because sick band, good... Uh, I think they've been going well in Melbourne too. They were supporting some big band the other week, so good on them. Uh, floodlights. And if you want to hear about you crossing the other wall, go back and listen to the um fucking... Fat Chance, Fat Chance episode. Fat Chance episode, yeah. And... Yeah, talking about you almost getting raped on the side of the highway, but you didn't, so that's good. That's pretty hecky. I totally forgot about that until <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prompted it out of me. I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> but that yeah, a weird thing." We're not going to go through the that now. If you like, go back file, and listen to it. Listen You'll to that. <laughs> um, this is something I was going to bring up in episode um, prior uh, with with Dave, but you're a bit attacking. I think you had <laughs> you and Dave on your side, and you're a bit. On the front foot. You know what? When we, This is the Saturday of episode, a couple of episodes back, where Dave and I were... Yeah. And Dave's a good mate of both of ours, but he he's a guy that I've played in a band with for the last few years. And we're sitting here, and we were having a few beers, and you were real flat, and you were in Perth. I wasn't so flat, but I'll, I'll, you you know, I was flat. by myself. You said, but you, you were saying that you weren't yeah, sure look, if you were going to have the energy for it. Yeah. So you weren't as sharp as us. Yeah. And I was pretty much attacking you, <laughs> whatever you said. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm not sorry. Like, why would I say I'm sorry? It doesn't matter. But, but it's yeah. fine. But I know that you're a bloke with ears. And then when we hung up, we stopped the episode. Yep. We played. And then you were like, what were those other bar snacks that you had? What was going on? <laughs> and I was like, and I'm still, I don't know if I wanted to bring it up now. But that night, that that was like the, the Wednesday or the Thursday night. And... Oh no, it was the, it was the weekend, Friday, whatever it was. I don't know, but um, that week on Wednesday, I, I pissed the bed, and I I told you this afterwards, and you were both quite empathetic towards it. Well, as soon as you said it, I was like, uh, "Mate, are you okay?" Because pissing the bed generally is a 
not a great sign of what's going on in your life. Like you're either piss wrecked, or there's it's often a, a sign of some some poor mental health. <laughs> so we were concerned about you, and you showed genuine concern, which I appreciated. Absolutely, and you know I wish I brought it up, but it, look, I was fine. I'd had two beers that evening. We gone to bed. I was completely fine. I just had this really good dream about. Oh, I, it was like weird. I was in you know a bit of nature, but there was I was taking a piss in the dream, and where I was pissing was onto some rocks, but it was a bit of a rock pool sort of thing, a bit like down the foreshore here in in Sydney. Yeah, and I was just taking a piss, but I was a bit dehydrated in the dream, and as I was pissing into the the pool, the water is making a nice sound, and and it was turning more yellow because I'd you know a bit dehydrated in the dream. So I kept going and kept going. It just kept going a bit too long. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I my stomach was wet and I was like, fuck, I'm pissing in real in real life. This is happening. And I just I just <laughs> just pissed pissed the bed. Piss the bed dead sober. And like the dream of pissing the bed, everybody knows because everyone's had it as a child. Yeah, and you piss the bed. And you piss the bed and you're like, yeah, but but just to have it randomly on a Thursday night or no, a Wednesday night after no drinking as an adult, I don't know, it's red flags for me. <laughs> it was weird. I was okay with it. I got into action mode, you know, peeled the peeled the sheets back. Yep. Put the fan on. Didn't didn't lay near it. But um, it was a bit weird and like a bit odd. And then when I said to Dave, it was funny because Dave comes straight out. He's like, after he realized I was all right, he's like, Man, I told you about having a... I had a wet dream and like I thought this was a safe place and you just fucking laughed at me and I ridiculed him for having a wet dream as a like mid-20-year-old. I was like, man, that's the shit for kids. I don't have wet dreams. I don't think I ever had many wet dreams. And he was like... You drilled Dave about his wet dream. Yeah. The old old wizard wank. (laughs) Wizard wank. (laughs) No hands. But, oh, fuck. Look... Uh, you're probably right to drill Dave about his wet dream. The wizard, that that's the genius though. Wizard wank, that's like the sort of celebrate that shit now these days if I had them. It's like fucking hands free. Look hands, at me, mum. Hands free. Look. I've just done it without fucking, without touching it. We I've, just talked about cemeteries. Like, I don't want to say ghosts are going around wanking people off at night time, but great. I think they probably are. <laughs> they could be. That's, that's, the, that's the perfect, that's a great result, I reckon. It was fucking weird, I reckon. But, you know, like, I don't know. Just something else there. Because, like, so Dave didn't feel like he was in a safe space to tell you about his wizard wank. Well, he thought he was in a safe space, but I wasn't ready to receive it. No, you're like, years ago. What? What what, what, what are you, 14? Um, It just, oh. That's that's my um, shout to kids in the surf. Like, when you're just surfing, like, bells or something on school holidays or out out here, and there's just kids everywhere on the weekend... And it's like some kids just too fit, paddling around in circles, getting every wave. And it's like, fucking hell, kid, don't you don't you have to go and wank already? Like, how fucking long have you been out? You've been out here an hour. You're 14. Surely you've, it's time to go and snap one off, mate. Fuck I, off. <laughs> I thought that today when we were out at Bronte and there's, there was kids everywhere. They weren't really taking waves, but they're just getting in the way. And I was like, isn't it time for supper, you little fuckers? Yeah, like, fuck off. You've <laughs> I was got just thinking, <laughs> that's socks a, to destroy. You know Get what out I, of here. I did think of? that we didn't mention when Dave was um here is on his birthday we were he came him and his wife, his beautiful wife Alex, came uh to our house in St Kilda and they wanted to go home but we we're like, No, no, stay for dessert 
And you, Warren, you drugged him. I, I did, but it was also a twofold because I wasn't going to be there for his Bucks party. Yeah, so you so wanted to get was, ahead of the game. So I wanted to. So I was like, Dave, I can't be there for your Bucks party. I've acquired a little powder. That boner I'm gonna, pills. Boner pills that I'm going to shave up and put under your ice cream. But you gave me this idea because you guys did the same thing with the desserts in Japan to him. With, did, did we? Yeah, you did chili chocolate. Oh, but there's a difference between chili. But you basically... So you ground up Viagra, put it on his ice cream. He's like, Dave, don't go. Stay for ice cream, Dave. I've made apple He's pie. Like, oh, ice cream? <laughs> oh, yes, please. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> Alex, his wife, was just right for... Dave, his heart is beating and he's got <laughs> an erection that won't go away. He's like, what's wrong with that? Sounds like the fucking perfect evening to me. <laughs> this is husband material right <laughs> yeah. here. We get a problem with that. You get a problem. I did drug my friend, and I'm glad that we've admitted to it. But happened. That's good. Once upon a time, this is story time. Was you pissed the bed and you drugged your friend? Yeah, I did. Can I jump forward to the next tune? Yeah, let's hit a new tune because I don't know where to go from there. There's nowhere to go from there. There's only one way to get rid of a giant erection, and that's ten beers. Ten beers, and there's there's only one surefire way to piss the bed, and that's ten beers. And there's only one song called 10 Beers, and that's 10 Beers. And this is by a band called Chip Militia, who you can't find on the internet. But it's a Tassie band from, oh, what? Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Over 10 years ago. This, And they put an album out, and this song, 10 Beers, is one that over the, over the years I've played acoustic um, cover shows around the place. And this is a song that I always rip out. And drunk dudes fucking love it. And sometimes I've said, look, this is my friend's band um, who who I'm covering. And other times I've said, you know what? I wrote a, this shit. Yeah, it's been a tough night. That's my song. It's called 10 Beers. but <laughs> 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 Only when you're having a rough night. But but this is it. This is Chimp Militia. 10 Beers. You! Slurring now, I suppose, as you speak to me in code, in a drunk poetic prose. We can't stay here, or we will melt into the couch. We'll smoke a scoop and we are out, without a shadow of a doubt. Cause it's all mixed up and it's not what it seems, it's funny. Now, when in truth, it's not a funny thing in real life.
Ten Bears, um, sung by a young man by the name of Dave Welsh, who's actually a rare talent and one of the fucking funniest motherfuckers you will ever meet in your life. I think he lives up on the sunny coast these days. Does he? Yeah, I think he still plays music, but... He plays pretty good footy, doesn't he, Dave? Oh, he, he's one of those guys who's just good at everything. Like, great athlete, great singer, great legend. He's one of the guys who I know very well of, like a Stuart Churton, who is now one of my mates, that I knew of so long before I'd met him, and I was going to meet him one day, and it just didn't happen with Dave Welsh. But I'd like to meet that guy, because he's a bit of a legend. You've not met him, yeah. No, look, the other thing about him is he doesn't age. Like, I've I've seen him, I'll probably see him every two years, and he just, he just does everyone a shame. He just, he's a freak. Absolute freak. You know what are we up to? What are we talking about? What we've played the tunes. It's a good tune. Ten beers. That reminds me of, of obviously being at the pub with ten beers. Have you, your mates are all having kids. We're at that era, right? When everyone's mm. having kids, aren't they? Well, look, yeah, some of them are. Not me and you. No, and not the ones I hung out with last weekend. We're like the three lone rangers, not having kids yet. But it was almost like who's who's going to pop. You've next? got the like lone ranger pack that all still do good things and you're hanging on to it and yeah but then there's like people are pumping out kids and they and like you know respect people that have a kid and then bring their kid to the pub because fuck you know, that leave your kid at home no nah, i'm all about it don't let that disrupt you oh the kid's got to sleep fuck it the kid will learn to sleep at the pub i reckon which i'm all about the kids coming to the pub bring them along but you know it's funny right when chicks bring their kid to the pub and i think this is a bit of a jim jeffries insight but he says like when chicks have kids they're like fucking look at this look what i've grown like hold my kid like they just want to share it and they love it and yep. blokes as jim says blokes are like fucking hell i've made this don't kill it do everything not to kill it please don't die like people that i don't know are gonna hate me because th- this thing's died and it's my fault somehow <laughs> and like i think it's funny that chicks they come to the pub with their kid which i'm all about i'm all for yep but they give the, but they give the fucking kid to me at the pub and i'm like i've walked back from the thing i've tripped over a step and spilt my own beer which if you've ever seen any highlights of people at the cricket or at the footy and the footy comes in their way and they're like dive away from the missus push the missus into the way of the footy but they yeah. fall over and they're still holding their beers up because it's instinct, right? So my general instincts are to keep track of my beer. And I've spilt that thing, tripped up a step. And then she's like, oh, this is my kid. Do you want to hold it? Don't give me your fucking kid. <laughs> what <laughs> what I reckon I saw, I heard, like got insight of this exact thing today with you. So we met a friend of yours and um, we were hanging out down in Coogee. And she was, she was obviously ill. As soon as we met her, she had to run into a pub and spew. But she was desperate, not desperate, but she was like, she was like, I'm fine. I'm going to hang out with you guys. So we went for a walk, walk up to up the hill on Coogee. And then you and I were standing looking over the waves. It was quite nice. And she's 
Had like, oh, she had to run behind a bush and spew. And he looked at me and said, I don't have no empathy. <laughs> and I've thought about it. I was like, neither do I. And it's not that we're psychopaths. It's just that we're men. It's like, we don't. We're not great with it. I'm not. I have some empathy, but it's hard. And then when you fake empathy, <laughs> it's like it's obvious that you're faking it. I don't think you're a psychopath. I just think, as a man, you hold a baby, someone, especially someone else's baby, like, all right, this is the thing. Got to be careful with this. It's making noises. Yep. What the fuck? And like, you know, I I just paid, especially in Perth. It's like I've just paid fourteen bucks for this pint times three. Yeah, That's a lot of money. I've just pretty much bought a carton, but someone's given it to me in open top vessels that I've now got. I ain't a, dropping this shit. I've got, I ain't fucking dropping this. I care about these beers. I've got to get them back. It's my round. I'm fitting in. I'm keeping the social structure strong. Yep. And then they hand me a kid, and it's like I don't know this kid. Like, sure, I'd be disappointed if I dropped it. You'd be disappointed, but like, maybe maybe when you have a kid of your own, it's like having a pint of your own. You'd look after it a bit more. I assume that's what it's like. It's like having your own pint every day that you're not going to spill. There's great YouTube clips of guys not spilling beers when crazy shit happens to them. Yeah. And I think it's just, that's, you know, look, we're simple creatures. You fall over and you've got somehow, you just like, it doesn't matter what happens, but your absolute instinct, your drunken instinct, your sober instinct is to like fall on the ground and you keep that hand so the beer stays as vertical as possible and you don't. Lose anything out of that thing, but damn straight, damn straight, they do. You know, we're gonna jump to the next tune. This one, look, I don't even think it needs much introduction, but it's it's a band that you and I have probably brought up on Sublime. These guys were when I got my first car in 2004, and this CD stayed in my car, and I think could actually be still in my car now yeah, because it's the same CD as long as I've known you I definitely burnt, burnt it I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have <laughs> bought it but it's just this burnt CD and it's to stand the test of time it's a great band and even in since I first listened to them it's one of my first road trips I got introduced to them going to Byron Bay I was like had my license two months I was like right how far can I drive I'm getting there and the, and the bloke um, Mark who I went with is a bit older than me and he's like oh it's into punk music he introduced me to this band and I was like who are these guys let's listen to them flat out and yeah they're a good band I had my my 21st birthday I was in the States and I was living with a Brazilian girl and she bought me their CD as a present and I was I must have been not very this is the same year 2004 yeah yeah and I looked at it and was like I thought I didn't realise what it was I didn't realise what I was looking at I was like yeah thanks like, I thought it was some shit, shit punk band. But then, like, fast forward a year later, and I was, like, the biggest fan ever of, of this band. What is it, Was Introduce us. The band is Sublime. Everyone's going to know Sublime. I bought my dad a shirt from the States, from Kmart, for, like, 12 <laughs> bucks, and he wears it around as his daggy shirt. And he's like, it's so good when, I, when Pete, wears the, Pete wears the Sublime shirt. He doesn't good. know how fucking cool he is, but he's super cool. So this song... I reckon people will know this. It's what I got, and it gets me amped, and it's still in the car today, and it's on high rotation. So Sublime, what I got. Early in the morning, rising to the street, light me up. 
got the bills I have to pay. I don't get angry when my mom smokes pot. Hits the bottle and goes right to the rock. Fuck it and ride it, it's all the same. Living with Louis Dog's the only way to stay sane. Let the love and let the love and come back to me. indeed sub sublime what i got what a tune it's it's literally takes me back like albums like that that you just listen to flat out is like that first road trip from melbourne to byron bay in one hit yeah i'm there every time been holding on to that for the years <laughs> that song i used to play uh it was one of my go-tos when i played acoustic cover stuff it got to the point where I played it so much that I hated it, hated it for a while. But now, because it's been a long time, like now I love it again. And it reminds me of when I was 14 to 17, I worked at KFC. And there was a couple of years there after that where I couldn't eat KFC. But now I'm back. <laughs> Yo. Now now there's nothing. A Zinger burger. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just like sublime what I got. And here's a tip for young players. Because, you know, we like to give tips to the listeners. If uh if you're gonna order yourself a uh, a zinger box, don't get, do not get the potato and gravy because you've got the chips, you've got enough potato. Get just the gravy because you then you can dip the chips in the gravy, and the gravy at KFC is made from the fines in the bottom of the the deep fryer. So they basically empty out the oil, they get all the shit out of the bottom, and they mix that into the gravy, and it sounds disgusting, but it tastes delicious. And that is my tip for the day. Was you got any tips <laughs> for the day? I got tips for the day. I'm about to. I'm a day away from going back to back home to Perth yep. after a couple of weeks holiday. And something I've learnt over the years for going back from holidays because it's hard work. You get home, it's depressing, and then you've got work. And work's never easy. The day after getting back from holiday, it's just way fucking Rough. harder. There's emails to do. There's shit you haven't. You don't know about. It's hard work, right? So you've got to make life easy for yourself. And I've done it this trip. I've taken my own advice, which I don't always do. I've ironed all my shirts. I've got a wardrobe full of iron shirts. That's key. Smart. Smart. Real smart. I filled my car up with diesel. So I get home. Yes. I've got a full tank of diesel. Yep. 150 litres there. That's an expense I don't need to spend because I already spent it pre-holiday. Smart. Smart. I feel like I'm driving around on... Can I test you on another one that I know if you're going to go away for a while? Yeah. Put fresh sheets on your bed. Done. Done, yes. Free, fresh sheets. I slept Smart. in one night. I'm there, they're all there. I've made it, tucked it in. The thing's crisp. It's like going back to a hotel. Even if you're place. going away for the weekend. So what, what was the first one? The first one was... Fresh, fresh, fresh iron shirts. shirts. Iron shirts for Ready work. Ready for work. Make work easy. You're there, you've got iron shirts. Second one? 
The second one. Full tank of gas in the car? Yep. Third one, fresh sheets on the bed. Then you can come back from your holiday and you are good to go. Absolutely. And if you're real into it, empty the fridge of the milk. Throw the milk out. (laughs) Just pour it out. Because you don't want to come back and be like, fuck, I'm so hungry. You get off a plane, you've eaten plain food. I had that problem this time. I've come back to the house. I've been away for probably two weeks. And I've just left. I left a few things in the fridge, but I did leave half a litre of milk. And some lettuce. The lettuce somehow seems to look fresh, but the milk, Don't, not yeah. so much. Spinach is a bad one for that. It, it creates its own water and then just like stinks the place out. But it, better than that, throw out the things that are going to die and fill it with beer. Yeah. Well, that's right. Anything, beer basically, off. empty your fridge, fill it with beer. Yeah. So you come home, there's nothing in there that's disgusting, but there is cold beers because beers will stay cold and stay good. Um, yeah, look, there's some tips, some travel tips from one of the wood. Absolutely, travel tips. Travel tips from one of, I've got this thing where I keep getting upgraded for exit seat flights and I don't know how for that. And I reckon, this is my theory, travel alone. Traveling alone sucks, but it's also awesome. Yep. Dress smart. If you're going to travel alone, get there early. Check in early. Do the, do the, even if you choose your seat, turn up early. Look smart. Be friendly. Yeah, don't check in online because then you can go to the desk and they'll be like, because they, they need people in those exit seats and no one's paying for them. Nah. Because everyone's a tight ass, no especially on a jet star flight. So if you turn up there and you're, you're friendly, you've got a nice shirt on and you're on time, they'll be like, hey. Um, this guy, are you willing and able? Yeah, Fucking are you willing earth. and able? So you know what, if this thing goes down, I will pretty much stomp on the throats of every fucking man woman and child in here to get out of this thing but i'm happy to sit in the exit row Sign don't, me up. don't tell them that like don't like, tell them that if this thing goes down you don't understand how many people i'll fucking tear out of the way to get off this bloody bird for sure i've got upgraded on three out of four flights so far i've got one to go one to go oh, and i'm you know what's going to happen you're going to get stuck between two of the most obese people you've ever met in your life I've, it's fine because i've got three out of five flights i've been sitting in exit so exit aisles. i couldn't i was trying to take up the room on the last one to get here but i was too cooked and fell asleep the, be- I, the most recent upgrade i got i got i sat on a flight and um i had a seat clear next to me and then i, I just spotted this this big big dude coming down the aisle and I, I just I just knew that he was sitting next to me. <laughs> and then he comes down and he's big, like he's bulging over the seat and he sat down next to me and I was like, Fuck, oh here we go. Like I'm I've got I've got this flight. And probably j- as soon as we hit attitude and they turned the seatbelts, the lady came up and she's like, Oh, excuse me, sir, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, you may. He's like we've actually got a s I felt bad for the guy next to me because this big fat cunt sitting next to me and this chick's kind of looking at me and like, um, we've actually got a seat at the front of the plane. Um, w- are you interested in that? Fucking <laughs> 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 I was like, hell yeah, I'm interested <laughs> in that. And the guy knew what was happening because like, <laughs> it wasn't because I was wearing a nice shirt. It's because there's a fucking fat mess next to me. But um, props to the props to the lady for, for noticing. Uh, you know, sometimes like pl- being on a plane is generally a nightmare. So it's those little things that make all the difference. I've never got the full upgrade to business class or above first class. Never got that, but I'm quite happy sitting in sitting in an exit aisle. It's sick. Yeah, yeah I've read the card. I fucking, I get it. I'm in there. Absolutely. I'm on. I'm on it. Uh, we've got another tune. We've got two more tunes to play. 
All this right. is our radio show with no adverts. No it's ad- a no repeat work day. It's <laughs> no repeat work day with wasn't Andy. <laughs> wow. One off the wood. Get lit and listen to the podcast. So this this is probably this is my choice, this song. So do you want me to let you know what the go is? This this is a band called the Teddy Bears. I don't know much about them. It's it's not it's Teddy Bears. And they seem to be in a Renaissance band in that they keep They're French. They're French. Are they? No, I just yeah, I just think Renaissance Rene- French. It's a French <laughs> word. They, they, they drop albums. It's, it's kind of electronic thing. But this song in particular was of... It's it's Teddy Bears. It's yours to keep. And um, they've actually played a couple of different versions of it. But this is the original version. And just the the chick who does the vocals, it's just it's just beautiful singing. She's And it's a beautiful song. I think back in the day when we used to do ski trips, we used this song in our little shit movies that we used to make. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. Two forty by four eighty p. Live long. Yeah, two forty <laughs> by four eighty p. The only thing is, uh, our, our mutual friend Trav, who who neither of us see anymore because leather balls, Trav. Leather balls, Trav. We did. We've mentioned him on the podcast before, but he uh, he doesn't have social media anymore, so he's certainly not listening to this. But he he listened. He this is one of his favorite songs. Like oh. I just want I just want someone to sing this song to me. <laughs> anyway, the song's called Yours to Keep. It's by Teddy Bears. Teddy Bears. <laughs> I've been drinking.
to keep if you want to. It's a beautiful song. It has a lot of memories for me. <laughs> oh, was, we're coming to the end of our radio show. We could be radio hosts. This is the dream, isn't it? If there's any like anyone listening out there that needs a couple of breakfast radio hosts, I'm up for it. <laughs> well, I think we might have to start in the midnight slot. We could talk to our mate Tom, see if we'll hire us. I don't know who that is, but it sounds good. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, have you got anything else to say? Is there anything else left to say? Mate, uh, this has been fun. It's been great fun. Look, let's let's just, if you're <laughs> listening, we're, we're, we're pretty blasted. We've been drinking all afternoon and we're drinking the whiskeys now. We're on the Glenfiddichs. We've got the... What do you? What did you bring? You brought like oh, the gentleman's jacks. Gentleman's jacks from the duty free action. You got to you got to take advantage of that. Get Absolutely. around the the uh, spirits off the wood, which I'm normally a beer drinker, but you know, like I love good scotch. Love a scotch or a whiskey or whatever scotch, the hell the scotch, commercial scotch. boys are bringing. Yeah, no, but it's been good, and um, I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you've listened to the tunes. Like if you're sitting at home listening to this and you've having a couple of drinks yourself and taking in the tunes, and maybe you've Maybe you found a new uh, a new band for yourself because there's some some good ones in here. Remember, if you've made it this far, you're doing well. Remember to get around Spotify, One Off the Wood, find the um the playlist because yep. all these tunes will be on there. Don't forget. Well, that's that's a lie because some of these bands, some of them you can't like find. The last one, they're not on Spotify, are they? That Local. one, t- Teddy Bears is on there. Oh yeah. The one we're going to play at the end is not on there. But yeah, and the other thing is. If you do enjoy the podcast, give us a follow on Instagram, One Off The Wood, and give us a rating on your podcast app. Five stars is all we get at the moment, but I feel like we need some real ratings because, you know, it's like asking your mum for feedback. It's like she just loves everything you do. It's like we need some one-star ratings, (laughs) some real shit. If you're going to give a one-star rating... Make it um make it hilarious. Make it make it honest, brutally honest. Here's a brutally honest story from my recent New Zealand oh, trip. Please. <laughs> you know when you do a road trip with people and like you mostly not necessarily a road trip, but you're camping in a tent, you know, with a bloke, a couple of weeks, you know, you there's no solo time. You haven't had any time on the vomit rod, you know, you gotta you gotta keep it keep it together. And you've got to be doing it with someone that you really can spend that time with. Yeah, that road trips are great. Weekend road trip, sort you out, know who you can spend time with. But um, aside from that, there's, there's not a lot of time. And, I, and I've talked about it in our last episode, and I feel a bit bad about it, riding off Kiwi Cheeks. Cause they're can like, I just say, we earlier today, we one of my, my mates was here, and his girlfriend was here as well, and she's from New Zealand. And you, we just met her. And you basically opened with, oh, hey, you're from New Zealand. There's no hot chicks in New Zealand. <laughs> like, Mate, that was a compliment because yeah, she's left. I, I saw what you were trying to do. You were trying to say that you're one of the hot ones that had left, but it just she's felt... Oh, I rated her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that you weren't, but it was awkward for me. Awkward she was fine not. with it. She was fine. She, got, it. It. she yeah. got on board. She was like, you're right. They're just... Just not all quite sevens there. and above leave New Zealand. All the sevens and aboves <laughs> and above leave, and they get to Australia, and they're like, "Right, this is where this is the A League. This is where I need to be competing in." But we we're traveling around. This is the last, the second last day I was in New Zealand, right? 
with Cal and we just stopped in after a hot water beach. We dug a spa on the beach. It was amazing. Get around that if you've been on the Coromandel. And we're sitting at a cafe, yeah. having a bit of brekkie, having a having a bloody latte and a little bit of slice at the uh, hot oh, a bit of slice, a bit of coffee bit and cake for the boys. Coffee and cake for the boys. We're sitting down. And I was like, "This is all a bit lovely." And I hear this like two Aussie accents behind me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Aussie accents, right? Don't turn around. Don't get too excited." could be hot and i didn't hear the beginning of their conversation because they were looking for a table and all i heard was do you prefer it on the chest or on the back what what where would you like on the chest or the back and i was like what the fuck's going on here i was like all right they're speaking a bit quietly because it's a private conversation i was like all right here we go there's some couple of aussie birds sitting down next to us like, this is getting a bit rowdy and like without hearing the rest of it i was like fucking hell i yeah, chest, back. I probably prefer the chest, but you know, back, whatever, whatever they're into. Yeah. I'll get around it. Anyway, they, uh, I turn around and it's, and it's two elderly Australian women get, <laughs> sitting down with their coffee and cake and they're talking about the sun because it's quite a warm day and they're like, do you prefer the sun on your back or on, on the, uh, on the face? What would you like on the face? And I was, like, they, on the was it about like which seat to sit in or just like yeah what? it was about which seat to sit in okay. was the conversation but i was already too far down this tangent you were a long way down the i was road. a long way down the rabbit hole you'd already had you already then, unzipped your pants <laughs> and no shit the, the lady replies as they sit down on the table next to her, she's like i actually prefer it on the chest i just like you know I'll keep my head out of the sun and i'll just take it on the chest it's really nice on the chest and i was like fucking yeah you would <laughs> Like, it was bad. It was, it was a real bad time. Oh dear. Um, that was. That's uh, yeah. It's not healthy to not masturbate. That's my contention. I think from this, from this moment, I need to. You need to clear one out of the pipes to get you thinking straight Could, every now okay, and then. Okay. So what you're basically saying is too much time in the pocket of your mate. You hadn't spent any time. On the uh, on the rod, the vomit rod, and then you're basically <laughs> hearing sexual innuendo and everything. Everything was yeah yeah. But anyway, to be to be fair, it sounds pretty sexual. These it was fucked. Like. <laughs> I can genuinely, I didn't share that with Callum. I was like, this, that's fucked up. I need to yeah. go home. <laughs> Callum's, <laughs> hey, look, uh, look. He was mate. probably ready to get rid of me as well. I, I like, don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. At a time. Traveling around Australia for almost 18 months with my best mate and we slept in a tent, a small tent, obviously every night next to each other. And there was times, especially when you come through the Kimberley region, like from Darwin to probably even to Perth, there was moments, because we didn't check into caravan parks, there was no showers or anything. It was like, we didn't spend a minute apart from each other, apart from Mm. when you were taking a shit. That was it. So like... 20 24 hours a day together with someone that's some detraining and you lose the ability to talk to people because you just like have these weird conversations that you've had together and you don't even need to talk at at a point it, it, it's a bit like this podcast it's, it's a might be a problem that it's just you and i talking to each other and <laughs> no one else is going to understand but you're saying the only time you get apart is when you're having a shit is that when you've 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 El fresco it a pank. A what? A pank, a poo wank. 
a poo wank. Yeah. I never did a poo wank. No, neither have I, but I think that's what you're going to have to go to. Maybe that's situations. a suggestion for travellers. I, I had a, um, actually, fucking hell. <laughs> if you've made it this far, you deserve to hear this story. If, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're still listening, then whatever Was is about to say is on you. It's not on him. <laughs> it's on you. We're in um, Alice Springs and they've got these fantastic big mountain ranges, the Mitchell... Mitchell Rangers, like the, I think it's called that. No, McDonald Rangers, sorry. McDonald, McDonald Rangers. And we were staying at this house and uh, doing some maintenance on the house sort of thing. Anyway, I went for a sunset walk up the ranges. It's quite steep. You wander up these rocks and hang out on the top. That was the only opportunity I'd had in a while. <laughs> so I thought I'd get around a little El Fresco sunset. Beep. You know. <laughs> Hey, look. On that note, I'll finish the story. Oh, well, so, well, I think I think we know where it's going. Well, well. Do you want to hear the end of it? Yeah, please. All right. So you're having an alfresco wank, am oh, I right? An alfresco wank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, just, I thought I'd beat that out. No. But, uh, well, what happened is that I'd done my thing, alfresco wank. I'm on top of this range. I, you know, no one walks up this thing. There's no <laughs> tracks. I'm like, good here. I've got some clear time, and then like. I've, I've done my business and I hear this stick break behind me like when someone stands on it walking and I was like, you know, pants down, turn around. I was like, holy shit, what have I done? I turn around and there's this fucking kangaroo, this big oh, red kangaroo. Dirty bastard. Staring at me like with his little T-Rex arms just like looking me in the eyes like, what the fuck are you doing? That says more about kangaroos than it says about you, I think. You're just a guy trying to mind his own business, trying to have a little alfresco wank, and you've got this dirty red kangaroo <laughs> coming up behind you trying to watch. Kangaroos are the worst. Who's the worst? I felt so guilty, and I was like, oh, this is the worst thing. <laughs> this fucking kangaroo. Anyway, I trudged down the mountain. I actually fell over, landed in a fucking spinifex bush, got spikes in my toes, in my fingers, and it was all a bad time. So, like, karma balanced itself out. Oh, look, there's no karma for having our fresco wank. And you know what? I think that's a good enough time as any to introduce the last song. Um, <laughs> this is a band called Local H. Now, I heard about this band in high school because the, my, there was another high school down the road of ours where there was a band who were really good and we looked up to and they covered a song of uh, Local H... Um, I can't think what it's called, but if you look them up on Spotify, it's number one um, on their list. But this one we're going to play is off their album called Pack Up The Cats. And I think you and I both had this album in our cars for many, many years. And this album's not on Spotify, and fuck knows why, because it's amazing. And it's one of those albums where I think there's 17 songs on it, and it doesn't stop. Like, they all link in. They just flow into the next one. Yeah, one song flows to the next. Quite a heavy album. This is probably the, the least heavy song, but it's... It's up there. But this one's called Fine and Good. It's the last song on the album. And it's a guy singing about that he's fine and he's good. And he's, in my opinion, he's far from it. And it's just, I just think it's a fantastic song. And, uh, yeah. Should we come back after this? or is Let's it come back after this song. Play it out. Yeah. All right. If you, if you make it through this song, we'll come back for a little bonus section. But this is Local H, Fine and Good. Things are good, nothing much for me to say I'm feeling happier every day 
good I've got a simple mind It seems like everything is going fine Fine and good Everything is fine and good We told you we'd be back for a little bonus section, and to be fair, 
It's not going to be that great, but <laughs> thanks for hanging in there. And I hope you listened to all the tunes. The song I was thinking of, Logo H4, is called Bound for the Floor, is what I heard in high school. It's an amazing song. So Eugene, that, I used to run to that when back I, in the day at Discman's, and I could fit the Discman in my hand, and you put the little G-Shock thing on where like you could run with it and it wouldn't skip. And I'd run to this this that album, pack up the cats. Yes. And because they just flowed into one another, and you'd run, and you'd get about 20 minutes in, or almost 20 minutes in, and the tempo just slowly increased, and you didn't realize it. It's like they would have played epic sets, and you pumped up. Oh, man, I'd love to have seen them live. And you're charging along, and then you get to like song five, and it's that pack up the cats song. And it's like, pack up the cats and move to the city. <laughs> and it's like real slow and acoustic, and you're like... <sighs> all you can hear is your breathing and you just absolutely cooked you're like holy fuck i can't run anymore what have i done you know the thing about yeah. local h they were a two-man band guitarist and drummer like like um the black keys but they were the black keys before the black keys existed mad mad doggin mad doggin that's what you need what you see have you ever seen bands and there's like eight people on stage yeah and you're like how are they making money like they're getting oh, they're paid the same money. amount as the other people. There's no way they're making money. It's like money. splitting it ten ways. Remember that Apollo Bay music festival you went to? Yeah. What was there was a crazy oh, ska yeah. band on there. That's the, hey, that's the Melbourne Ska Orchestra. They were amazing. Yeah, they're they're still doing it. I we uh, I met one of the trumpet players from that band. How many people are on stage? Like oh, there's probably twenty in the band. They don't play many shows, but but they're. They've, they're uh, they're a freak band. They're amazing, professional, amazing to go and see live. Like, really cool. But it's like looking at them. Like, appreciate what you're doing for us. But there's no one's making money in this band. But no. then again, people do. People play music, and people create music because they love it, and they can put it out there. It's kind of like us making a podcast. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're not hey, making any Melbourne money. Melbourne Scar Orchestra. Uh, uh, the the lead guy is Nicky Bomber. Oh, Nicky Bomber. You know he's Nicky, making money. Nicky yeah. Bomber. Well, he's making money, but he lives in Bright. Oh, right. He's from the like the Alpine region of Victoria, and uh, yeah, and he, he's basically the 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 genius behind the Melbourne Scar Orchestra. They're fucking awesome. If you can see them live, go and see. Them. I haven't seen them since since that festival that we went to, but many many moons ago. Do you remember we went to that festival? And we were going to camp. We had all our stuff in your car. And we'd lost the keys to your car. Or I'd lost the keys to your <laughs> car. So we had to sleep in this friend's lounge room with no blankets. And then in the morning, I think the key was in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and the car was parked at the surf club. Yeah. Just in the grass. I think I got, it was even bogged. I put it in the yeah. whole little wagon. The, 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 uh, the Commodore station wagon couldn't get it out we had to push it to get the thing out of the hole <laughs> hey you know we've had like throughout the podcast we've had we've got sections we've got what's julie bishop up to we've got bar snacks yeah we've got the benefits of maybe we should finish it up with one of those sections we have no fucking idea what julie bishop's up to because i've been in new zealand the the, the new zealand equivalent is jacinda arden she's Ooh, the, the uh, she's the prime minister of new zealand she's got some cracking teeth Those you know what she is open any she's, the prime, she's the prime of new zealand. <laughs> minister she's yeah they love her over there the jacinda arden she's the jules bishop of of uh new zealand it would have been sick to see those two riff it out australia and new zealand the anzacs two chicks at the head of uh, 
head of the countries. Would have loved it. She was like in the um, in the news because who's that shock jock old fucking dumb cunt? Um, Kyle Sanderlands. No, him? not Kyle Sanderlands. He fucking what a fucking scumbag he is. No, um, Alan Jones. Oh yeah, said um, I he he didn't like what she was saying, so he he said that she should um, what did he, did did you hear this? No, nah, mate. Oh no, he, what did he say? He was like basically saying that he would like stuff something in her mouth to shut her up, sort of thing. Right. And 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 the media were just like, oh my god, like you're talking about violence against a woman, <laughs> which, you know. He wasn't really. He was just saying he disagreed and he was using some um, adjectives. And then yeah. then they asked her what she thought and she was just like, essentially she said, I don't give a fuck what Alan James <laughs> says about me and made some joke about, about rugby. Like, she's a fucking class act. Alan Jones is, is not really a class act. He's just an old dinosaur. And then there was a campaign against him to uh, get to, to stop companies advertising on, on his on his radio show but mate the whole thing was bullshit and and she was a class act get in she's got so jb's got me and jb segments got some competition yeah um what's jacinda up to she's what's here with you <laughs> up to it's jacinda with Just, a d which i jacinda. had to learn i was like where's you, jacinda i'm in new zealand you were saying that Everyone's all the like, sevens no, left new zealand but she's still there she is still there running the show she's the queen the Queen of New Zealand, indeed, Queen Brew. Um, what do you want to do? A benefits of then? Fucking oath, mate. The Hit benefits. Me with the benefits. The benefits of being a Kiwi. How's that? Yeah, yeah. All right, I got one. Well, this is not really a benefit, but it's like. Well, other we do. Th- I'm pretending to be Kiwi right now. We do things so good that Australians try to steal it from us, and I'm thinking like, uh, uh, fucking. Uh, uh, Lamingtons uh, Lamingtons Pavlova Pavlova Russell Crowe Russell Crowe No one's fucking Russell <laughs> Mate, No one's doing Russell Crowe <laughs> <There you laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamingtons Pavlova and Russell Crowe That's my benefit <laughs> Benefits of being a Kiwi Just slightly taking the win um, You can Your rugby team's fucking sick Let's be honest they, They've got 4 million people there So there's probably By stats about Maybe Maybe 250,000 300,000 People that are eligible to play in the All Blacks by age, gender, etc., and they fucking dominate. So your rugby team kicks ass. It's a gene pool thing. I think that's that, that's that Maori gene pool. They they know how to fucking run through people. They love it. I would say a benefit is um, just knowing that back in the Dizay, old Captain Cook turned up, and the Maoris were like, "Fuck off, can't." <laughs> I went to Cook's Beach. I went to his land. Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, "All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Whoa, here. whoa, you guys <laughs> sound. You look fucking scary. He, here's as. my take on Captain Cook, and I don't know much about history, but he went to Australia, and he was a fucking dickhead, and he he caused trouble. He went to New Zealand, and they were like, "Fuck off, cunt," and gave him the fucking haka. He went to Hawaii, and they were even bigger, and they were like, "Yeah, come here, mate," and they ate the cunt. Like Captain yeah, Cook and fucking, actually and I just him, think I Australia think. got a raw end of the deal. New Zealand scared him off a bit, and the Hawaiians ate him. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I've got hell scurvy. Yeah, have you got spare us a fucking mango? And I'm fucking behind all of them. And the Indigenous Australians that got a raw deal, the Maoris fucking just got away with it, and the Hawaiians ate him. So fucking take that, Captain Cook, you <laughs> fucking dog cunt. Is that a- <laughs> 
<laughs> is that a benefit of being a Kiwi? That's a benefit of being oh, a right, Kiwi. You're a hard dog. All right, all right, benefits of being a Kiwi. Face tats are cool. And Absolutely. like and like accepted. I saw a, a um older Maori blokes, like they're, you know, fifty plus age. And the face tats they 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 actually look quite cool because they're the way the swirls and the the shapes go, they like kind of accentuate the face and make you look pretty scary. And they actually look good, better than like having you know "fuck you" written on your cheek or yeah, a teardrop better than or having like a teardrop or something. Like if yeah. you're gonna get a face tat, it's the Maori face tat. So you can get actually that's good. Yeah, you've got a tat on your foot, don't you? That's your only tat. Yeah. Would you ever go the arms or the face? Not the arms. I thought about getting one on my leg. On the upper thigh, just above the board short line, just yeah. a little. We hidden. we mentioned maybe getting a one off the wood tap in Bondi today. Yeah, that was. A t- <laughs> I reckon no, we that should was consider off it. The whim. That's um, benefits of being a Kiwi, fuck, mate. The music over there is the tits. It's um, you got dub reggae, which is basically bands like the Black Keys, no Black Keys, the Black Seeds, Fat Freddy's Drop, Catch a Fire, and then you've got your um drum and bass coming out of there as well. So. There's, there's, again, you know how they over-index in being good at rugby? They over-index in being good at music. Sweet. Are they, um, benefits of being a Kiwi, uh, you're not going to, you can run through the bush in New Zealand without getting eaten by spiders and snakes. There's no fucking reptiles. You're the king of the food chain. Yep. It's a good place. It's a good place for adventuring. Pineapple lumps. Pineapple lumps are sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a benefit. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Um, good what do you mean you suppose? Well, Talk. I suppose it is. Fucking suppose. It's one of the great lollies of our <laughs> in the world. In the world. Um, good at scaffolding by default. Great scaffold. Christchurch crumbled in an earthquake and they were like, if anywhere's going to crumble, like New Zealand, we we fucking got this. Like we are scaffolding heroes. We're going to throw the shit up. Like yeah, you yeah. Do you know what the other thing that they're good at, from what I've found, is New Zealanders in Australia they all work in um in getting people jobs. What you know, like a recruitment, recruitment. Yeah, they're all Kiwis in recruitment. So they they haven't come to Australia to get jobs. They've come to Australia, and they've somehow got jobs to get Australians jobs. Like that's a <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good scam. They're definitely fucking us, aren't they? Every know, recruit country. recruit agent I've ever talked to is from New Zealand. Good. Um, no capital gains tax in New Zealand. That's a fucking... That's like an That's actual, a real benefit. That seems like an actual <laughs> benefit that I don't care about. Uh, Should we move there and... Well, it's a gains? fucking... It's a, you know, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, fuck, mate. There's so many benefits. There's the actual benefits of being Kiwis. This is the shit... Yeah, this the is benefits the benefits of because there's yeah. actually sick benefits to being so we, a should we want Should we try again? What's the benefits? No, of being Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not fucking got there. This is meant to be a bonus section. Should we throw another tr- track in just to finish it off? Fuck yeah! What do you want to hear? One of your tunes. My tunes. I want to hear some no photo. From back in the day, because this is our radio show, and we're gonna pump up. So when I met Andy, he was in a band called No Photo, which involved Trav, Leatherballs, Trav, Tommy G, Nap City, Tommy G. Who else played in that? Aaron White played in that. 
Yeah, Aaron White played as There's well. There's a few Tassie legends that played in, in this band. And Stuart Churton played in the band. David oh. Walsh played in the band. Look, it just involved some good people. And I frothed No Photo. And I've played it to a number of people, with along with Sublime and along with uh, a couple of other CDs, like Local H that have done the test of time in my car, is a couple of your albums of No Photo back in the day that got... What? Got some play and people love it, man. Well, what I song play do you it. like? What do you want to hear? I don't know the fucking names of them, mate. I we'll just sing put it, it in. Yeah. Oh no! If I you sing it to me. <laughs> we played. We played large and in charge, haven't we? We played large and in charge. I'm, I'm thinking like. Um, Actually, stole a bunch of those tunes for no, for the Fat Chance soundtrack. Yeah, as well. Fat Chance, that's fine. Like you can steal as much. People can steal as much of my music as they want. Like, it's a shame it's not on we're stealing music anymore. tonight. We're sharing music. Yeah. If anyone like pipes up and says that you're stealing, we're stealing music. We ask every band before we play their music, but we haven't done that tonight. So fuck you if you're listening to this thing. Oh, well, these motherfuckers are profiting off our music. We're not. We're not. We're not profiting. So we're, we're, we're going to play. We're just sharing. We're music expanding with the, the musical horizons of our listeners in their car trips, Damn wherever straight. you are, or on their way to work. And I hope that we're adding to your commute. We'll drop a no photo track. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, it's I know. Up. What's that one that's... Um, Just play the fucking whole album. <laughs> sitting on the outside, viewing in. What is that song? I don't know, mate. It's your fucking band. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write the song. Trevor wrote it. This is no photo something. Hello. Hello. 